This is episode 237. You are not defective with Lisa. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. What a amazing time we're in. Crazy, intense, all kinds of things. So I always record the show several days before it goes up. So it's now Friday, March 20th. This show goes up on Wednesday and so much could change between now and then. So what I'm saying in this moment could not be relevant, but I think it's always useful to talk about uncertainty and how important it is that in times of uncertainty, we keep bringing ourselves back to feeling safe, feeling gratitude, being in the present moment as much as we possibly can. I'm really here to support you during this time. Steph and I have been doing live guided breathwork meditation and coaching sessions. We're doing them about three to five times per week. Just go to christinehassler.com slash free call and you'll be notified of future sessions and you'll get access to the replays of past sessions. It's really been helpful for people, especially the breath work before the meditation, because we're helping you release a lot of the fear and anxiety and everything that's going on before you drop into the meditation. Also make sure you listen to my coach's corner from last week. Emily Fletcher guided you through a beautiful meditation there as well and is offering 50% off one of her meditation trainings. You can access that at zivameditation.com slash online. So a big thing to do right now is to stay focused on your future with gratitude and with positive case scenario thinkings or best case scenarios thinking instead of just worst case scenario thinking. I think that's one of the things that's very healthy for all of us to do is in this little bit of a standstill and uncertainty, where are the areas where we can keep moving forward? We can keep moving forward in our own personal growth. That's something that we always have dominion over. And for all of the ladies out there who are single and really want to call in the love of your life. I'm happy to share that Steph and I are going to be teaching Be the Queen again, starting in later April. Be the Queen is our online course. It's a little more than three months. It's it's virtual, I should say, not necessarily online because it's all live teaching and coaching in addition to some other homework and curriculum you get in between our nine calls that we do with you. We also have a very live active Facebook group that we coach you on. We do Facebook lives to answer your questions and we're going to be hosting a bonus live event day. Hopefully that will be in September when we all can come together again and it will be a perfect completion to your graduation. Even if you can't come to the bonus day, the curriculum be the queen and everything you get from the coaching call and the community of other like-minded women is so, so valuable. Uh, Our graduates just got together um, early March when we had their graduation day and they were just glowing. And so many of them are already in amazing conscious relationships and they're just like so happy. This is the work that is close to my heart and it's based on how I called in Steph. So if you want to join us, 
go head over and apply. It's christinehasler.com slash be the queen. We keep this program intimate, so we do have a cutoff. So make sure you apply soon. Again, it's christinehasler.com slash be the queen. Another great call for you today with Lisa, who mistakenly believes she's defective in some way, but that's so not true. It takes me a while to get into the meat or the depth of this call. And that's just because I had to ask a lot of questions. So hang in there because we really get to some powerful ahas. As you are listening, consider, do you ever feel defective because you just can't seem to get to where you want to be in your life? Are you trying a lot of things, hoping to find something you are passionate about or love doing? Did you have too much responsibility as a child? Do you have contradicting desires and beliefs? For example, do you desire an amazing job or relationship, but also don't feel good enough to get it? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my session with Lisa. Lisa, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. I'm calling because... I am in a career that I really don't like. It's a career that I have been in since I graduated college, like seven years ago. And I just feel like the function, I've changed jobs in those seven years. I've changed jobs four times. And each time I feel like I am recognizing that I don't like what I'm doing. So I try to reach for something else that I think is like what I want to be doing. Mm. And then it just ends up being like the, the same essence that I was trying to leave. Mm. And, and so like, I'm always stressed. I'm just like, I feel lazy and like I procrastinate at work. I feel like I have an idea of what I want to do. Like, I feel like I've known since I was in college or, you know, yeah, since that time frame. But I just ended up in a job because it took me a year to find a job after I graduated. So I took like, not the first thing, it took a year. Um, So, you know, the only job that said yes, I took that. And, and I just, I don't know, I just kind of feel like so let down. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. And I hear the, the nervousness mixed with tears in your voice because I can appreciate that years of this gets very exhausting. So what do you, what's your current field? What are you currently doing? So I work in email marketing. I think like the essence of what I do is project management. Like I take, um, I get approvals from different teams. I send like creative assets and things like that to different teams. Yep. To set up. Um, and what do you want to do? You said you've known since college. I want to be like in the strategic aspect, like part of the pipeline. Um, I'm very execution side of the pipeline. And I, I want to be closer to the ideation, the, the strategy, the like the why and the who and the, and the what. So do you want to be more creative? Yeah. Like I think like a blend of creative creative strategy, analytics, you know, those, those all a mix of those things, I think is what. So, and what don't you like about your current role? What really is just the hardest for you and what stresses you the most? Don't like that. I feel stressed. Um, I don't, I feel stressed because I procrastinate and I don't feel connected to the work. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And what do you think, because I'm sure you've thought about it, Lisa, has stopped you from going after a new position or a new role? 
So I've been working for about seven or eight years. And I feel like the work history that I have is just, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like relevant to the types of work that I want to do. And I, I, mm-hmm. I, I guess I kind of feel stuck there. So tell me about some risks that you've taken in your life. Tell me about some leaps of faith. Sometimes you've jumped into uncertainty. Sometimes you've really put yourself out there. Yeah, with my career, like I feel like I've done that a few times. And my first job out of college, I was in that job for three years. And I tried for the year, my last year there, I tried very actively to get another job. And I just, after interview, after interview, I just didn't get any callbacks. So I I just kind of got burned out. Like I was working so like really long hours and I really did not like the work. And so I quit without having something lined up. Uh-huh. And then I kind of started pursuing like a hobby, like fashion. And that was fun for a couple months. And I moved out of my hometown back to where I went to school in New York City to pursue that in a sense. But after a couple months of doing that, I wasn't really enjoying it anymore. And so I went back to looking for a corporate job. And what were you enjoying about pursuing fashion? It just, it wasn't fun. I guess I just didn't feel connected to it anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, It didn't feel like the first month or so it was very creative and inspirational. And I stayed up almost all night, many nights, just creating fashion looks and things like that and photographing them. And I guess I just realized like that I didn't like to do that for work. Like I wouldn't want to be a stylist. Right. Um, it was more of a hobby than a full-time thing. Yeah. I, I felt like that with personal training. I liked okay. working out, but then I didn't like working other people out for, you know, 10 hours a day. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's just dive in here a little bit because I'm picking up on a few things. Okay. On a level of one to 10, one being not very confident or self-assured and 10 being really confident and sure of yourself. And you don't have to explain, just give me a number. What would your number be? Three or four. Three or four. And then again, on one to 10, level of like faith and belief in yourself, like really feeling like you deserve everything that you want and knowing that you're worthy. Again, one being low, 10 being high, where are you? The same, like three or four. Okay. So that's the block. Mm -hmm. And the universe keeps reflecting to us our inner experience through our outer experience. So I'm not surprised that you work so hard to get this other job and interviewed and interviewed and didn't get it. I don't think you didn't get it because you don't deserve it. I think you didn't get it because you think you don't deserve it. There's a misunderstanding and a misbelief in there, Lisa, that says, well, if I want something, I have to work really, 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 really hard at it. So it's almost like you're in a proving yourself way of being rather than really standing in your worth and standing in your confidence and attracting opportunities to you and being in alignment with opportunities that you really desire but your, your desires and what you want aren't quite congruent with your own beliefs about yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. How would you explain it in your own words? That my, like I have things that I want and things that I 
think I will enjoy kind of contradict what I believe about my ability and my, my Your worth. Yes, exactly. And the other thing about those things you think you will enjoy is you think that they will take away a lot of the undesirable feelings you're feeling right now. Boredom, stress, maybe a little depression, anxiety, those kinds of things. So you're, you're looking for something out there to fix an internal situation. Mm-hmm. So, and this is just an observation. This is not a judgment at all. This is just me reflecting. Like I can, and it may be because you're a little bit nervous. Mm-hmm. I can hear the shakiness in your voice. I can hear the, the uneasiness. And you're not the only one, Lisa, who has that. Mm-hmm. I hear that from a lot of people who most, most people who have that little shakiness in their voice didn't have a home life or a parent or parents who gave them a lot of reassurance and a lot mm-hmm. of safety and a lot of belief in themselves. So just briefly, tell me a little bit about how you were raised. Yeah, I mean, basically those things that you just listed off, those were factors in my, in my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I will say kind of make, kind of going a bit beyond just my career. Like since I was a young child, I have never felt connected really to anything. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've have felt kind of defected because I don't like, I don't have interests or hobbies mm-hmm. or like anything that I try. It just like, it never feels like something that I want to do again. Like it's fun in the moment and I'm, I'm like glad I'm there and I've done like things like singing and strip dancing and burlesque dancing and exercising and or like just preparing meals or like hanging out well I like hanging out with friends but Mm -hmm. you know just kind of some like art even that it just never like nothing feels like I'm passionate to it Mm -hmm. passionate or like feel Mm -hmm. driven by anything yeah even if I'm like supposed to be doing it for fun or for leisure it just doesn't ever feel like that I hear you so there's a couple things I want to say to that. First of all, I am so proud of you for being so curious and exploring all those things. You know, we don't have to get into what happened in your childhood, but I take that it wasn't a super loving, fun, protected, safe, nurturing environment. And yeah. despite that, you get out there and you try different things and you're curious. And that reveals to me your spirit. And you should be really, really, really proud of yourself for that, Lisa. Really, really, really proud. And I want to support you and I want to see if I can help you understand why. So what's the common denominator in all those things that you're doing? It's kind of an obvious answer. Like expression or artistic? You. Creative. Oh, me. (laughs) (laughs) You. So let's just say that you had a cousin Mm -hmm. that you didn't really like. Didn't really like this cousin, was critical of them, just didn't like to be around them. If you took the cousin to all those things, wouldn't it make those activities less fun? Because you're with this person that you don't really want to be with? Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like a vacation can be ruined if you're with somebody you don't like traveling with. doesn't matter where you are. Mm -hmm. So that's been part of the reason that 
you haven't been able to really enjoy these things because you haven't had enough really self-worth to be able to enjoy yourself. And the other reason is tied to what I was saying earlier. You're looking for something outside of you Mm -hmm. to give you feelings that you're not feeling on the inside. And the reason you're doing this from more psychological, emotional standpoint is because you weren't really given an opportunity to feel a lot of those feelings as a child. You weren't really given the opportunity to, to just play and be yourself and be fully self-expressed and for that to be encouraged. Yeah. So there's a self-consciousness that goes into those activities as well. Yeah. And it makes them both less enjoyable and it sort of makes you less present and less embodied in those experiences. So they kind of just feel like numb to you. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, it does. But what I really want to point out to you and reassure you is that we have our life events and our soul curriculum that form our personality and our conditioned behavior. And then we have our soul and our spirit and our soul and our spirit can never be dimmed. It can never be changed. No matter what happens to us, it's always in there. And what I hear from you and what I see in you is a very curious, expressive, wanting, wanting to live and wanting passion for life soul mm-hmm. who won't settle and who wants to like experience all of life. Do you connect to that when I say that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. So often because we're here to learn and grow as humans, our spirit and soul will be born into a family that's like a direct contradiction to our soul essence. Now, why is this, we think? Why would we want to be born into a family like that? Well, it's to learn and grow. Mm -hmm. And it's to have that human experience. So let me ask you, why do you think you picked the parents and the family situation that you did? Mm -hmm. What were you there to learn from them? You know, I, I think my parents are kind of similar to how I feel in that they're probably kind of creative too. And they've just repressed, have repressed that mm. a lot because it just wasn't the straight and narrow path. And so maybe, maybe I chose this family to, to kind of break that. Break yeah, that. that feels very, very true to me. So you're a generational pattern breaker. So let me ask you, mm-hmm. what did you see were the ramifications of suppressed creativity? How did that show up as, as how they parented? And how did they become as individuals living with that suppressed, repressed creativity and probably a lot of suppressed, repressed emotion as well? Yeah. What was the impact of that? They were just tired and like irritable. They were fine parents, you know, but the house had a lot of chaos and I had a lot of stress for Mm -hmm. sure. And, you know, aside from just that, there's, you know, over responsibility and from being placed on me as a young child, having Mm -hmm. to take care of my younger siblings and things like that. Mm -hmm. So things were very survival. Yes. Um, If it wasn't absolutely necessary, then it wasn't, it wasn't like... Oh, good. Like, I remember I would just be reading on my bed for like maybe a Harry Potter book or something like that. 
And like my parents would get upset that I was like staying up late to read. Mm. Um, and that, I guess that kind of like hurt because that was, that was kind of like my only outlet um, outlet and like what I maybe thought was like a talent because mm-hmm. my other siblings had talents and I didn't really have anything. Well, that's not true, my love. That's not true <laughs> because you were thrown into the position of over-responsibility and you had to grow up so quickly. You didn't get as much of a chance to explore those talents. And you're probably a multi-passionate talented in a variety of areas. And the other thing I'm getting from you, given what you say you want to do, both the strategic and creative, is you're this beautiful balance and this beautiful bridge between the strategic and the creative. But because your parents were suppressed, they didn't know how to parent express children. And so you said some key things. You said we were just in survival mode. And that's another programming that's running is you kind of feel like you just have to stay in survival mode, which is why nothing feels really energized. Nothing feels really passionate. Nothing feels really fun. Yeah. So this stuckness in career, it's not because you're not in the right job or you're not doing the right things in interviews or you don't have the right resume or you don't have enough clarity or any of those things. What do you think this stuckness is originating from? I kind of want to say like just accepting like what I get in a way. And and not believing that you deserve more. Mm -hmm. So you, like so many other of my callers, you're in a phase of life where you're going to need to reparent yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a little girl in there who thinks she just has to be responsible. She doesn't have any talents. She's not worthy. She's not deserving. She just needs to maintain the status quo because she doesn't want chaos in her life. And she's just in survival. But there's a spirit in there that wants more. Mm-hmm. That wants to be more self-expressed. The spirit doesn't care about the job or the burlesque dancing because the spirit knows those things don't give us fulfillment. The soul and spirit knows those come from inside. And you're just, you're wanting those things so that you can finally feel expressed. You know, you're looking, you're looking for a way to feel these things that you want to feel, but it's truly an inside job. But the bottom line starts with self-worth. And it starts with really, really seeing yourself the way that you want to be seen in the world. So how do you want to be seen? Um, I don't know. I guess I've like, I've, I've almost like resigned myself to a role of supporting character, you know, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, do you want to be a supporting character? No. I or do you want to play the lead role in your own life? I think I want to play the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So here's what I'd recommend. Okay. On the other side of expression is suppression and repression. Mm -hmm. And one of the best ways I know 
to tap into our creativity, our expression, and even our self-worth is to have the courage and the willingness to tap into our shadow. And by shadow, I, I don't mean the dark, ugly places inside of us. Shadow things are our fears, our worries, our self-loathing comments, our, our judgment, our jealousy, like those more lower vibrational, quote unquote, negative emotions. Mm-hmm. But really where those come from is just our wounded, hurt little inner child. That, that's where they come from. It's all the, the unresolved things and the unmet needs from our inner child. So I would highly recommend, do you have expectation hangover or are you in personal mastery? No, I'm in a, I'm like a trauma therapist and um, okay. done has, a bunch of other work. Has the, what, ha, what results have you seen from seeing the trauma therapist? It's been um, kind of a long path with that. So I started that in like 20, 2007, not the trauma therapist, but just therapy in general. And then since then I've done lots of other stuff like art therapy, um, inner child work, EMDR, and now I'm working with just um, like a trauma-informed therapist. And I'd say the EMDR is when things started to shift. And that was Mm -hmm. only like a year ago. Um, Mm -hmm. I I lost weight. I just kind of had maybe a little more pep in my step. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what I would add to all of that is I want you to start. I love that you're seeing people. That's so great. We need our support people. What I feel is the missing link is you doing some of this on your own. Okay. So grab expectation hangover or join me in personal mastery and do the release writing and do the temper tantrum technique. I think that if you got some of this out, and especially if you got some of your your anger and grief and sadness out on a regular basis, underneath that, you'd find more of your joy. And why I'm encouraging you to do some of this yourself is for the confidence part. I want you to see that on your own, You can take yourself through a wave of emotion and get to the other side. You can take yourself from anger to to shame, to grief, to sadness, to forgiveness, to nurturing, to gratitude, to love. Like you can take yourself on that entire ride because when you see yourself be able to do that, one, it will give you confidence in your own ability to self-care. Two, it will help with the worth because it will show you you're worthy of your own attention and affection and unconditional love. Because even going to all the specialists is, again, you outsourcing, right? You trying to get something outside of you to, quote unquote, fix or heal what's inside of you. And I support all of that. I think it's amazing. I just want to empower you to do a little bit more on your own Mm -hmm. so that you can show that little girl inside of you that you're meeting her needs and that she can trust you. How does that land for you? That lands good. I, I'm, I just, I feel a bit apprehensive only really it's like some fear come up because of like feeling like I'm going to have an expectation um, that I like will become disciplined and and will stick to a routine and then I'll I won't and I'll you know feel so let down and disappointed again well Lisa it's not about sticking to a routine 
Mm-hmm. It's about working with the feelings when they come up. So for example, if you have a shit day at work and you come home and you're really stressed, you get out that pillow and you go through a temper tantrum or you do release writing. It's about greeting the feelings when they arise, not saying, all right, every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday at 7 p.m., I'm going to do this. It's not about discipline. It's about attunement to what you need in that moment. Does that distinction make sense? Yeah. 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 And again, part, a big part of this is your inner voice. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say that you set, you say, all right, I'm going to try this and two weeks go by and you don't, instead of beating yourself up, well, you may beat yourself up first because that's the habit, but you catch it and you go, oh, wow, there's my inner critic. Thank you, inner critic. I know you're here to protect me, but I'm choosing to be gentle with myself. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing to parent myself in a different way. Then you just start talking to yourself in a different way. And over time, Lisa, this is going to shift how you see yourself. And when you shift how you see yourself, then that shifts how the world sees you. And it also shifts what you can see in terms of clarity. Mm -hmm. So I know I haven't really answered a career question per se, but I have in the sense that it isn't a career problem. It's a how you see and how you are with yourself. That's the block that's preventing you from getting to the next level because of your own lack of self-worth, your own repression and your own distrust of yourself to really be able to navigate your own feelings and experiences. And I, I also just want to go back to acknowledging you for how much you've done. You've done so much. You've covered so much ground, everything from burlesque trauma therapy Mm-hmm. you've really been a seeker. I'm not saying quit any of that. I'm just really encouraging you to seek more of those answers inside mm-hmm. to rely on your own inner parent a little bit more so that you start to feel that inner confidence and inner self-trust. Okay. Yeah. Does that help? Yeah. Yeah. And the work thing will take care of itself. Trust me, when we shift internally, the external world gets so much easier. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel? Feel good. Yeah. A little, a little more clear. Clear. Yeah. Wonderful. You're doing great. More acknowledgement of yourself. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So I really acknowledge Lisa for her courage, for her vulnerability, for her willingness to express in this call. So as you heard, Lisa is in a job she doesn't like and wanted advice about that. But as usual, (laughs) we didn't talk about that. You know, the initial question is usually never where we end up going, which is so cool. But the initial question is important because really the whole job situation is just another reflection of her internal state. And eventually what we got to is that there's a deep belief that she isn't enough. And that really comes from everything that she shared, the way she was parenting, feeling over-responsible. And I love that she had all these hobbies and these things that she was exploring and they never felt like they were enlivening to her. And you can trace that back to that incident of her reading a book, which she loved. It was something that brought her joy and her parents shaming her for it. So in that moment, she decided, well, it's not even safe to do the things that I love. 
So there was a disconnect and a numbing from really being able to enjoy experiences. And the other lesson she was really learning was that, you know, nothing outside of her is going to heal this for her, that it's time to really do the inner work. And I really acknowledged her curiosity, her level of seeking, going out and trying. But until she gets those numbers up, the number of confidence and faith in herself, which were like a three, four, they need to come to a nine, 10. <laughs> it's going to be hard to really get that job that she really desires or do things and feel passionate about them because her desires and her wants are not congruent with her beliefs about herself. And whenever that happens, we all fall into the classic case of looking for something outside of us to make us feel a certain way. And the universe will keep kind of blocking that from happening because it so wants us to learn that we can generate those feelings from inside and that we don't need anything or anyone else to make us feel confident or believe in ourselves. So again, her external experience is just reflecting her inner beliefs. So she's got to shift those inner beliefs. And part of it is not just mental, is doing the emotional work, like I suggested, really expressing herself. You know, that shakiness in the voice, it both comes from not having that reassurance and safety at home when she was growing up, but also from just a lot of suppressed emotions. At my retreat that I led a few weeks ago, women that I talked to on Friday they talk and they were shaky and, you know, people have to talk into the microphone so you can really hear their voice. And I'd hear the shakiness. And then by Sunday, if they raised their hand again, the shakiness in their voice was gone. And that's because they had released so much pent up emotion. So they didn't have the vibration of all that pent up emotion that they were holding inside and the smoothness of their voice. And you could just hear them more clearly. And I know that will happen for Lisa too, when she stops suppressing so much. And what I told her and what I want to tell all of you is that our life lessons, our parents, the things that impact us, they impact our personality and behavioral patterns and the condition way we react and respond to things. But all of that is changeable. All of that is healable. All of it. I promise you. I've seen it over and over and over again. What's not changeable or shiftable is your soul and your spirit. Your soul essence, who you are, your spirit, your core self can never be defective or deflated. And in Lisa, I saw a very curious and alive soul. I didn't see someone who wasn't enough. I didn't see someone who was defective. I saw someone who was working so hard to try to figure things out. I see this seeker in her and she's just got to learn to reparent herself. You know, her parents according to her, were also creative, but repressed it. So she got to see the ramifications of that. And she's really trying a different way, but she's got to feel. And you heard her mind come in and be like, well, how will I stay disciplined about this? It's not about being disciplined. <laughs> it's about being attuned to yourself in the moment and asking, you know, what's going on inside? What's really up for me right now? And if that is really hard for you, I, I highly encourage grab expectation hangover. Or if you want more of me teaching you, come and join us in personal mastery. It's christinehaster.com slash mastery. That's where I really break down how to feel. And I show you and you get live coaching calls with me every month. So if, if this resonated with you and you feel in your head and stuck and you feel like you're the common denominator and all the things that aren't really working out in your life, then come join me and we'll all get through it together. So some other takeaways for you. Number one, think about things that you were shamed for as a child. 
and have so much compassion for that, whether it's just something you wore or something you liked or a way that you spoke or an idea that you had and take back your power, give yourself permission to start enjoying the things that you were maybe shamed for as a child. And just know it was your own parents' stuff and we need to stop giving our parents so much power in terms of allowing what they did or didn't do, said or didn't say to define our sense of self-worth. It's time to take it back and commit to feeling. Again, it's not about discipline. It's about being attuned to what's going on in the moment. So every night, maybe just check in, how am I feeling? What's going on? What do I need? It's really just about speaking to that inner child. Sorry, everyone. It always comes back to that. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) But it's nice to know so many times it does come back to that because then we know what to do and you all know what to do. And even in this time of uncertainty, you know what to do. And if you get lost or you get confused, come join us on those free calls. Again, christinehasler.com slash free call. We're all going to get through this together. Sending you so much love and many blessings, everybody. Till next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.